What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Crying in Baseball, a baseball podcast. I am your host, Logan Melia. We are back at home. We got my recording equipment all set. We are back. We are going to get into a rhythm now. We are going to get as many of these out as we can. And I'm excited. I'm excited to talk some baseball. Uh, Let's just jump right into it. So this weekend was, I mean, trade deadline, quite the weekend for everyone. Uh, Baez, Bryant, Rizzo all hit home runs in their first games with their respective teams, which is absolutely insane. And as a White Sox fan, seeing the Cubs fans suffer, it's hilarious. But thinking about, you know, if we had a trade away, you know, Anderson, Moncada, and Abreu, like that would suck, man. Like that'd just be the worst. But we're not going to talk about the Cubs. We're going to talk about baseball as a whole, but we're going to start with my White Sox because I'm biased. I may claim to be an unbiased, but no. White Sox come first always. The White Sox take two of three from Cleveland. Really should have been three of three because Sebastian Zavala on Saturday night hits his first career home run and second and third and the second one being a grand slam. He hits one to left, center, and right. I man took Zach Collins' backup job, backup job once Grandal's back. Like, there is no question about it now. Uh, I, there is still a little bit. Uh, I, um, you know, Collins was kind of a disappointment. I mean, he, he was a bit of a disappointment. He is a disappointment. <laughs> but I I always, I you know, he was he seemed to be in the farm system forever. And, you know, I think back to 2019 when he had his first hit, uh, I think it was, I think it was at, uh, at Arlington at their old stadium. That was like back in 2019 and we called him up in September. And I remember thinking like, okay, he's not that good defensively and he can't hit for contact and can't hit lefties to save his life. More development. And more development happens, and he's the same exact player. He is one of the worst defensive catchers in the league. And you know what? That sucks because I feel like we spent a ton of time on him. But you know what? We got Grandal, and Grandal seems to really like Chicago. I really like having Grandal. Uh, arguably the best catcher in the league. I think maybe behind Real Muto. But obviously Grandal is injured right now. But... I mean the White Sox. They uh, they have they have Collins and Zavala fighting for the backup spot on the playoff roster, and I'm really curious to see how that shakes or shapes up. Because will they go with the better defensive catcher in Zavala? You know, because if they take Grandal out because he's slow, if they you know if they pinch run Hamilton for Grandal. In in like the playoffs or something, then boom, you you got no catcher. Do you do you have Zavala or Collins on the bench for that? Do you have Collins for the for the left-handed pinch hit bat or, I mean, I I I go with Sebi because at that point defense defense matters a lot, and with a bullpen like us, we we need we 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 can afford I think with with our bullpen to you know push it in an extra inning. You know, if Zavala can't come up clutching and AB, you know, he'll catch another inning and then, you know, we'll, it'll, the lineup will turn over and we'll have Anderson and Abreu up in no time. But yeah, I really think that Collins, 
God, I kind of wish we got rid of him at the deadline, in all honesty. There was no no logical reason we would have uh, since Grandal is out. But it would have been kind of nice to get him off our hands. Now, another White Sox player today that kind of shoved was Rayla, Ronaldo Lopez. I have no clue where this came from. I think it was a LASIK surgery he had. Um, but, I mean, this man, this man dominated. He threw three innings, I believe. Gave, got, like, four strikeouts. Gave up, like, a hit. And, I mean, that's just, that's just dominant pitching from Ronaldo Lopez. And I didn't expect that from Raylo. I don't think anybody expected that from him. Yeah, three innings. He gave up one hit, four strikeouts. He's got a 1.29 ERA this year. Uh, kind of an interesting choice they uh, brought up Lambert for this game to pitch. And, you know, okay. Like, that's that's an odd move. I, I, yeah, I'd expect them to just throw Raylo out there. Even though it is a rubber match. Like, these, these Cleveland games should be all winnable games. And, like, they are. We took two or three. The only one we lost, we lost 12 to 11. That's... That's that was oh my goodness! Thank God Brian Goodwin hit that home run today. Otherwise, I I'd, I'd be saying to get Brian Goodwin down in Charlotte, you know, because once Luis gets back, I'm curious to see it. We'll talk about that in a second. But we had Lambert throw three, Lopez throw three. Then we Bummer has been extremely good as of like the past weekend. Um. Actually, the past really two weekends, he's kind of shoved. And you absolutely love to see it. Because, you know, in the playoffs, boom. Lefty specialist right there. Throw him in there. We can have Crochet, you know, go two, three innings if we need him to. Obviously, he'll be gassed. But, you know, we'll, we'll, there's there's that one lefty pitcher. But, you know, this bullpen is insane. And Jose Ruiz just absolutely shutting down the Cleveland's lineup over the week. What was that? Again... I have so many pitching questions about how this happened, how this weekend really unfolded. I'm just, I am in, it's, it's such a weird, I mean, I like, I'm so here for it. I'm not complaining at all that, you know, like people are doing well, but like, it's just, it's just odd. It's just odd how, you know, out of nowhere, obviously last night, Kopech faltered. He got the loss. And you know what? That was that was one bad outing in the phenomenal year he's had so far. You know what? It's a game in July. I mean, it's July 31st. But, you know, it was a game in July. Whatever. We'll just... We'll, we'll 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 just scratch it. We we pretty much have the division unlocked. The Indians traded with us, or the Guardians, uh, the Cleveland Guardians, uh, traded uh, Hernandez to us. So like it's we have the division unlocked. It's just a matter of how this playoff picture is going to shake up, shape up. Because we'll we'll do a quick little preview of it. We got Tampa in first. Uh, oh, Tampa and Houston are now tied. Tampa swept the Rays. They started the weekend one and a half back. They're one and a half ahead right now. Or, they, yeah, the Rays swept the Red Sox, yeah. So you got the Rays and Astros are tied uh, 64 and 42 record. 
uh, than the White Sox with 62 and 44. So, you know, those, I, I expect those three teams to be in the playoffs. I'd love it if Houston wasn't, but you know, it's, it's bound to happen. (laughs) I'm, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but I'm curious to see how much longer Houston window, Houston's window lasts. But right now the current playoff picture, Tampa, White Sox, Houston, then Boston and Oakland are the wild card slots. Uh, Yankees sweep this weekend too. They sweep the Marlins and I mean, Anthony Rizzo kind of went off, <laughs> but I am, I really, maybe it's just cause I don't like the Yankees, but I really, really hope the Yankees don't make it into the playoffs. I am not sure what, I mean, this current playoff picture makes a lot of sense. Like Oakland, Boston in the wild card slots, Tampa, White Sox, Houston. That adds up. Like, there's, there's, I don't see any of these teams falling out of position. I think Boston, there's no turning back now. If, like, back in May, when they were, like, you know, in first place and absolutely killing, I'd be like, okay, they're probably going to cool off. They haven't cooled off. Uh, obviously, they just got swept, but they were, they were, had a, they had a six game winning streak, I believe, and then got swept by the Rays. So, I mean, be, beyond this past series, the Red Sox have been dominant. Their outfield is amazing, and they just added Schwarber, too. So, you know, got got to look out for those Red Sox. Um, and Oakland, too. I mean, Oakland made some additions at the deadline. Jan Gomes, Josh Harrison from Washington, you know, those are solid pickups. Uh, Marte. Starling Marte from the Marlins, another solid pickup. Like, I, neither of these teams are going to falter. I really think that, you know, Oakland has proved itself. I mean, they've been competitive since, well, I mean, 2014, they made wild card. 2015, they absolutely bombed. But think back in, you know, starting in 17, 18, 19, 20, for the past four or so years, They've been they've been playoff teams. They've been dominant. They beat the White Sox last season, the Wild Card series, and still haven't forgotten that. Yeah, so still still a little disappointed that we couldn't pull it out there, right? But you know, Liam Hendricks shove. So oh, the White Sox bullpen is so good, guys. It's so good. Um, yeah, but I mean this this playoff picture. We got New York, Toronto, and Seattle are the only three teams above 500 in the rest of the league. Cleveland's 500 on Dr. 51 and 51. Yankees 56, 48. Toronto 54, 48. Seattle 56 and 50. Seattle's been kind of a surprise team. I really, I don't think this will last for them. If they were in a wild card slot, I'd be like, all right, yeah, the Yankees are making the playoffs. But, you know. Poor Seattle. They need a playoff. They need a good team ever since the Seahawks stopped being good. I mean, maybe the Krakens will be good. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Let's talk about the National League playoff picture for a minute. We got the New York Mets in first place, their division, 55 and 49. The Milwaukee Brewers, 63 and 43. The San Francisco Giants, 66 and 39. They won today. Chris Bryant went Yabo. You'll love to see it. You absolutely love to see it. Baez went Yabo, too. Again, all those Cub guys just decided to flip a switch somehow. 
But, I mean, this is... The Giants are 66 and 39. The Mets are 55 and 49. There's a 100% difference in their win rate. Mets 529, Giants 629. I mean, it's just... It's uh it's difficult to see that cuz the Cincinnati Reds right now they are they are 4 games out of the wild card but they are only 1 percentage point behind the Mets. So you know what? I said this at the beginning of the season and I will say it again right now. The National League East is the most competitive division in baseball because the fourth place team is only 6 and a half back. I mean there's, okay, the American League is just kind of competitive too. Blue Jays are eight games back. But, I mean, statistically speaking, I was right. The NL East is the most competitive division in baseball. You have, you know, leading the charge, you have the Mets. You have Philadelphia three and a half back, Atlanta four back, Washington six and a half. Obviously, Washington totally, totally Fire sale. They got rid of Scherzer, got rid of you know, Gomes and Harrison, got rid of Turner. They got rid of everybody. Daniel Hudson's with the Padres. You know, the the Nationals will end the year in last place. The the Mar I, I believe that the Marlins will overtake them. Uh, Marlins are eleven and a half out for anyone who's wondering. But you know, it's you see the Atlanta Braves and all the additions they made. They I feel like they added a thousand different people. I think they added Rosario. They added Peterson earlier. Re-added Duvall. They got a lot of outfielders. I mean, they got they got to make up for Acuna. Acuna is no longer with them, so got to make up for it. Um, but then Philadelphia. I mean, they added Kyle Gibson, and I think a reliever from Texas. Kyle Gibson is a good starter. Okay, he gives me major Philadelphia Phillies vibes. We're just he'll give you six every fifth day. And you know what? You'll go from there. Their bullpen will blow the lead. I guarantee it. The Phillies bullpen sucks. Phillies and Blue Jays bullpen are both god awful. I think the, I think they have like the some of the worst ERAs in baseball. Toronto does at least. But you know, you look at you look at the Mets. Boom. Yeah, Mets Phillies. They play a four game series. A thing with the Rays and the Red Sox is gonna happen. Boom. Philadelphia is up by a half a game now. Or you know, see. If if the if Atlanta sweeps the Mets in a four game set, Atlanta's Atlanta's in first place. It's such it's such it's it's such a like it, it can fluctuate so quickly. And these three teams, Philadelphia, Atlanta, and the Mets, they will be the worst team in the National League playoffs. But it it'll be it'll be a dogfight for it. And you know, you look at the Central Division. Milwaukee has a seven game hold over Cincinnati. Uh, the West is a whole different story, but I mean it's it, it can change in a weekend. The National League East, and you know what? When September baseball rolls around, when it's you know when when it's the twenty fifth night of September, I was going to say the twenty first night of September, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I wasn't going to quote that, but I just did. But you know when it's when it's late September and you have a series when the Mets have a series against Philadelphia and Phillies two games back. They sweep it. They're in first place. Mets don't make the playoffs. This is such a cutthroat division where 
first place makes it, nobody else does. And that's because of the San Francisco Giants, Los Angeles Dodgers, and San Diego Padres. San Diego. I mean, this is this is a hell of a division, man. I mean, the Giants come out of absolutely nowhere and just just whoop butt this year. Uh, I believe the highest winning percentage in all of baseball at six twenty nine. They they do. They're sixty six thirty nine. Dodgers are three games behind them, 64-43. Padres, 65, or 61 and 47, six and a half games back. Uh, Padres have been kind of mediocre as of late. I mean, they're still a good team, but they, if, if, you, if you were to tell me right now, Dodgers, Padres, wild card game, I'm taking Dodgers. Um, Tatis is down. That's scary. And, you know, I... Padres made acquisitions at the deadline. They got Frazier, Adam Frazier from uh, the Pirates. But you know what? The Dodgers got Trey Turner. The Dodgers got Max Scherzer. And seeing, seeing a, if you are facing the Dodgers in the NLDS, you are seeing, I, I assume Bueller would probably start the wild card game. You are seeing then Kershaw, Scherzer, Dustin May, possibly. I'm not. I'm not sure who they would throw out there. Exactly. I could see Dustin May starting for only giving him four innings, but then back to Bueller. <laughs> you know what? They, they might throw a David Price in there. Price has been really bad as of late. But you know, it's it's going to be. A, it's the Dodgers are a tough team to run into at the deadline, man. Or not the deadline in the playoffs. If you face them in a five-game series, yet there's no weak spots in their lineup. I feel like there's there's so much versatility. It's kind of insane. Now, the West, I would love to see the Giants hold on, and I think Dodgers Padres get wild card easily. Central Milwaukee holds on. They're, they don't really have any competition. Reds are seven games back. I don't see them going anywhere. Um, and, you know, I just talked about the East for a while. It's really a coin toss when it comes to the end of the year. Um, but we're going to talk about the American League West, specifically the Houston Astros. Houston Astros have been good for, what, since 2016, 2015? I mean, they had, had 300-loss seasons in a row. But you know what? That gave them Bregman. That gave them Correa. That gave them Springer. That gave them Altuve. Gave them Guriel. Gave them Kyle Tucker. So, you know, it worked for them. But the question is, how much longer does this last? Houston has a four and a half game lead over Oakland. Seattle's only eight back. But, I mean, Springer left. I think Bregman's contract's up in a year or two. Bregman's gone. Where, where does Correa end up? Well, like, are are they going to pull the Cubs and just you know if if they're five hundred next season, just completely sell everything? Because you know they're starting pitching. They got they got Karenke, but they got they got young guys like Urquidy, I believe Jose Urquidy. I'm butchering that name. I guarantee it. But it's it's interesting to see to think about at least how much longer they'll last, because I really, really do not know. 
I obviously don't like the Astros. As I mentioned before, I have a Houston Trash Grow sweatshirt. I regret nothing. But it's... It's... They, the Astros and the White Sox had a very similar rebuild phase. So I'm I'm curious to see if this is going to be, you know, a little sneak peek at what the White Sox are going to be. Are, they going, are the Sox going to be competitive for five years? I mean, Moncada's, Moncada's got to be, got to be is his arbitration. I don't exactly know all the details of his contract off the top of my head, but He's got a, his contract's got to be getting close to done. Uh, and, you know, Grandal leaves in 2023, and it's it's kind of scary. I mean, Abreu uh, next year is his walk year. I mean, I I hope to God we re-sign Abreu, okay? I want him a white sock for life. I want a statue for him in left field next to Frank and Paul. And, yeah. Build the statue for Abreu, really. Don't don't let. Him, I don't care how bad he is. Just just keep him on the team. But you know the it's. I'm I'm wondering because you know the Cubs they bombed for a couple years and you know what they won their World Series. Well, you know what else? Forty eight hours ago they sold off all of those beloved players. They sold off their Abreu. They sold off their Anderson. They sold off their Moncada. And you know, when that day comes, I will be a wreck. But that day might not come because maybe we'll, I, I don't know how. I want to bring you for life. And, you know, it's it's going to be challenging. It's going to be really, really challenging to, you know, keep keep this core together. But, you know, you also got young kids who are still in the minors. You got... uh you got Blake Rutherford. And, you know, people like Gavin Sheets have just come up this year. Gavin Sheets has been amazing. Andrew Vaughn has been killing the baseball. And we got him for six years. We got them both for six years. So, you know what? I am excited to see how long this lasts. And, obviously, we got uh, Robert coming back. Jimenez is looking iffy right now, injury-wise. But, you know, I'm... I'm We'll see. We'll see how long this lasts. And also, okay, the White Sox bullpen. Let's talk about this for a second, real quick. The White Sox bullpen. I mean, the the ponytail gang, as Hendricks called them himself, Kopech, Kimbrel, Hendricks. That is not something anybody wants to see in the playoffs. You get six solid from a pitcher like Lance Lynn. You turn it to Hendricks for two. You give it to Kimbrel for one. You still got Kopech the next day. Sure, Hendricks is out, but you still got Kimbrel for another inning. So, boom, you got Giolito out there. Giolito can give you five solid. You extend Kopech a little bit. Give him two, three innings. Just burn him out. Kimbrel for the last one. It's... And that's not to mention, you know, Crochet, who's on and off. Bummer has been shoving of lately. Ruiz... I do not know what that man's going to throw. If he's 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 either a Cy Young Award candidate or he belongs not only in Charlotte but in Birmingham for Double A. So it really just depends. But 
I mean, the Sox aren't a team anyone wants to run into in the playoffs, and with that bullpen, it reminds me of the 2015 Royals. I mean, Wade Davis just uh, shutting the door. Watching those 2014-15 Royals was was uh, an absolute masterclass in small market baseball, and just it was it was lovely to see. And you know them going up against the Giants and the Mets in the World Series. Oh, those those were those were great World Series. I, I'll do an episode where I rank like the World Series I've been on, I, I've been alive for, and I remember because I remember starting back to like 2011. I remember that one pretty well. And that was it was was that one Cardinals Rangers? I think so. And yeah. And twenty twelve was Tigers, Giants, thirteen, Red Sox. Red Sox Cardinals was great. Will Middlebrooks. Oh my god. Heartbreaking. Uh fourteen, what was that? That was that was Giants, Royals, fifteen, Royals, Mets, sixteen, Cubs, Cleveland, seventeen. The 2017 World Series, I mean, obviously, you know, it was totally tainted now due to the Astros cheating scandal, but, I mean, that was, that was phenomenal. 2017, I mean, Astros, Astros v. Dodgers, Game 7, oh, beautiful. Uh, also, 2016 World Series, obviously, but I'm a White Sox fan, so, you know, eh. 18, Red Sox, Dodgers, 19, Astros, Nationals, that was really good. And then, obviously, 20 wasn't that good, in all honesty. Rays, Rays v. Dodgers. But, anyways, I digress. It's, back to the main point, that was a long, long tangent. I'm, I'm curious to see how the Astros deal, because I think it'll be, it'll be foreshadowing what the White Sox will be. Um, but, yeah, we're just going to run through the scores real quick. Give a little breakdown. Blue Jays win 4-0 against the Royals. Oh, my God. That was a phenomenal. Oh, Blue Jays in, like, the 2015 playoffs. Oh, okay, that's enough of that. We'll do we'll do breakdowns of each year's playoffs. That'll be fun. All right. Blue Jays win 4-0 against Kansas City. Blue Jays improved to 53-48. and 48. Royals 48-58. We'll, we'll switch through it. There are some numbers. That's kind of fun. Uh, first series back in Toronto for them in over a year. That's you absolutely love to see it. Uh, had a good crowd for it too. Not not full, but a good crowd. Angels win one zero against the Athletics. Just just barely. Shohei Otani gets the one RBI in the game. That does not surprise me. Uh, Astros fall to the Giants six to eight. Um, Orioles beat out the Tigers five to two. That's just a game nobody wants to watch. Red Sox fall to the Rays nine to five. They get swept. Yankees sweep the Marlins four to two. Marlins fall to forty four and sixty. That's tough. Cubs win over the Nationals six to three. Cubs and Nationals, both teams that had fire sales and nobody really wants to watch anymore. Mariners fall to the Rangers five to four in ten innings. That is absolutely heartbreaking. But that's the game of baseball. Pirates beat out the Phillies three to two. All the Pirates. All these 500 teams like the Phillies are falling today. Phillies, Mariners, oh no. Mets beat the Reds 5-4. Joey Votto had an absolutely insane tear of just constant home runs, and that streak has been over. But the Mets win in 10. I mean, meet the Mets. 
Meet the Mets. Come on down and greet the Mets. Cardinals fall to the Twins 8-1. That is not a good game to be in. Brewers fall to the Braves 8-1. Brewers got the division unlocked. They don't need to worry about anything. Dodgers beat the Diamondbacks 8-3. I would be worried if they didn't. They had 16 hits in that game. That's wonderful. Good for them. Rockies beat the Padres 5-3. Rockies have six hits. Padres have seven. Kind of surprising. Um, And those were all the games. Nothing really too out of the ordinary. We're going to look at the... uh, Oh, those were Saturday scores. That's interesting. Because I watched that game. That's interesting. We're just going to run through the weekend scores then. Uh, today, 6-5, Nationals beat the Cubs. 15-4, Phillies manhandle the Pirates. 5-1, Blue Jays take the Royals. 6-2, Tigers beat the Orioles. 7-1, Reds beat the Mets. Reds get back on track right there. Yankees win against the Marlins 3-1. Brewers win 2-1 against Atlanta. 7-3 win for the Cardinals over the Twins. 4-3 win for the Rangers over the Mariners. 5-3, Dodgers beat Astros. 8-3, 8-3, Athletics beat the Angels. 13-0, the Los Angeles Dodgers take hold of the Arizona Diamondbacks. 8-1, Padres beat the Rockies. 3-2, Rays beat the Red Sox. And that was your scoring recap. We're going to look at the series, a quick little preview of the series up ahead. We have kind of an exciting series. I feel like, I mean, hmm. Might be exciting, might not be, but Mariners Rays. I think that could be entertaining. We got Mariners Rays, Orioles, Yankees, Philadelphia Phillies versus the Washington Nationals. Phillies are one game under 500. If they could take two or three from the Nationals, that'd be absolutely wonderful, I think. Blue Jays v. Cleveland, Mets, Marlins, Angels at Texas, Pirates at Milwaukee. Milwaukee, you gotta you gotta win that series. You just gotta sweep it, I think. I think that make life easy for you guys. Sweep it, get out a big lead. Reds might drop one. Boom, you gain a you gain a game. And Giants v Diamondbacks. A lot of teams have tomorrow off. But then back on Tuesday, we got full slate of games. But there you go. There's the quick little MLB recap. I thank you for listening. We're going to try and get these out more and more often. Because, you know, what's rather than talking about baseball? Literally nothing. Crying and baseball? I don't do a lot of crying on this podcast. But you know what? We talk a lot of baseball. So we'll take it. Crying and baseball, baseball podcast. We thank you for listening. We will try and get more episodes out as quickly as we can. See ya.